before we commence the bayan, we'll request the nikah parties to rather come and sit a little closer so that we do not delay in the performance of the nikah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidin al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira. أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا صدق الله العظيم وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيثما كنت وأتبع السيئة الحسنة تمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام ولماي كرام respected elders and brothers and those of our mothers and sisters who may be listening over streaming today inshallah there will be two nikahs that will be taking place and therefore because of this many of or a certain percentage of the musallis that are here are coming on the basis of the nikah. So inshallah some advices will be rendered in relation to nikah. Those of us who are married, then inshallah we can make intention that we will implement and make amal in our marriages. Those who are unmarried, they will make intention that inshallah when Allah Ta'ala grants the opportunity, then inshallah we will make amal. But together with that, there are certain principles that are not only specific for nikah, but rather it applies to every facet of our lives. And in fact, the month of Ramadan is at our doorstep. So there are aspects related to the month of Ramadan and the very objective and the purpose of the month of Ramadan. We will inshallah touch on that as well. Nevertheless, in these verses of the quran Majid, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which have been recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses mankind, ya yuhal nas, that, O oh man, ittaqu rabbakum, that fear your Rabb. In relation to your Rabb, you should adopt the quality of taqwa. Now this taqwa we hear over and over again in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ that this fasting has been ordained upon you so that you can achieve and attain this quality of taqwa. When it comes to hajj, Allah ta'ala also speaks about the importance of taqwa in our hajj. When it comes to the Quran and Majid, Allah Ta'ala says, Hudallil Muttaqeen. That this Quran is a means of hidayat for that person who has got taqwa. And there are so many verses 
The Quran and Majid is replete. There are so many verses that are continuously repeated in which this quality of taqwa is emphasized. What is taqwa? How do we achieve this taqwa? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He gives an instruction, then Allah ta'ala also creates the means for us to achieve that quality. Allah ta'ala is most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not commit any form of oppression in that He gives a command that is beyond our capacity. The very fact that Allah is asking us to adopt taqwa means that taqwa is for every single person. Ulama ikram have given a variety of definitions, but one of the definitions that has been given is that the person develops the ability, kafun nafsi anil hawa, the person develops an intrinsic ability, a quality within himself or herself, that they are able to restrain the evil desires from violating any command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this quality that overwhelms a person sometimes is translated into Allah consciousness. People say that the person is Allah conscious. Meaning that he is aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this awareness is such that it prevents him from violating any command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mullah Ali Qari Ramadullah mentions that what is the, the real modesty, the real haya, فَإِنَّ حَقِيقَةَ الْحَيَا أَنَّ مَوْلَاكَ لَا يَرَاكَ حَيْثُ نَهَاكَ That the, the, real, the reality of modesty is that the person doesn't do any action. He doesn't find himself in any space that his mawla and his Allah will not be pleased with. At every step of the way, the person asks himself, and he contemplates and considers, she contemplates and considers that is my Allah happy with this action or not? Our late Hazrat Mawinus Patel Sahib Rahmatullah mentioned an incident that took place in the madrasa when his Shaykh Hazrat Shah Hakim Muhammad Akhtar Sahib, Nawarallahu Marqadahu, was in the office. He had come down for programs and he was hosted in the madrasa. And Mawlana mentioned that a little child came in with the father. And uh, Azad Shaki Makhtar Sahib Rahmatullah presented some sweets to this child. So probably the parents had trained the child that you know you don't accept sweets from strangers. So that child first looked at his father. He didn't accept the sweet, he first looked at his father. And then the father said, no, go ahead, take the sweet. So he took the sweet. Now, the beauty of the friends of Allah, the ulama, the ahlullah, is they take lesson from everything. And this, in fact, is the, the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he took ibrah and he took lesson from everything around him. So, as I mentioned, that this child has taught us such an important lesson that pehle unone apne abba ko dekha. That this child first looked at his abba. That is my father, has my father given me permission to take the sweet or not? And when he saw that the father had, was happy with it, then he took the sweet. He said, Isi tara, in the same manner, we should pehle apne rabba ko deka. That we should, look, we should look at our rabb, our Allah, is Allah pleased with this action or not? Then wherever a person may be, 
whether the person is in the train, whether the person is in the plane, and Mohan Yusuf, you say, even if the person is in the crane also. They used to rhyme it in that way. So whether the person is in this country or he's gone overseas for some business work and he's in the hotel room, at that time also he says, May Jahabi Rahu, Jis Fiza Rahu, Mera Taqwa Hamesha Salamat Rahe, Jo Karta Hai Tu Chubke Ehle Jaha Se, Koi Dekta Hai Tujhe Asma Se, that that which you do in secrecy, Allah is watching. Now the same thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to develop in the month of Ramadan, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ That, oh my servants, if you are able to restrain yourself from that which is permissible, that which usually was permissible for you, there was nothing wrong for you to eat your food and have your drink during the daylight hours. But you were able to restrain those desires, then what is it difficult for you to restrain yourself from that which violates my commands? You have the ability. It is well within your capacity. Mahayana sahab rahmatullah is to say that what stops the person when he walks in the kitchen, nobody is there during the month of Ramadan, he's feeling thirsty and that cold drink is in the fridge. What stops the person from having that cold drink? He says to himself, if Allah is watching. In fact, every Ramadan Hazrat used to give the example, Mahayana sahab rahmatullah, you see, this was like a standard example during the month of Ramadan. He said that if it, the last three minutes of the fast comes and the Molisab or the Mufti Saab and Mawlana used to say, even if the Imam of the Haram, he makes the announcement, Kebai, you know, you fasted 98% of the day. There's only like 2-3% left. So, you know, Lil Akhtari Hukmul Kul, I mean, the majority of the day is done. We might as well count it. So why don't you just break your fast five minutes before the sun has set? So Mawlana used to say that even the, that Muslim and Mu'min were the weakest Iman. He will say, Molisab, Mufti Saab, with due respect, there's only three minutes left. There's only five minutes left. I, I'll, I'll, I'll continue. He said, the person becomes strong at that time. He says, in the same way, we should enhance and take that strength and realize that we have that capacity that we can become very strong against our nafs. That in that three minutes, the person becomes so strong. In the same way, we just need to focus that when these evil desires come before us, whether it is in our business, whether it is in our home, and in this case, Allah Ta'ala speaks and addresses with regards to this relationship of husband and wife. That in this relationship of husband and wife, yes, there have been rules and regulations and laws that have been laid out. But we know, people say, that laws are meant to be broken. We see it in our country, left, right and center. That laws are broken practically every single day. So there has to be something else that drives a person and motivates a person to fulfill the rights and not only fulfill the rights, to show kindness. And Allah Ta'ala speaks about this, Ittaqu Rabbakum. That fear your Rabb. Why should you be fearing your Allah? Mufassireen mentioned that Allah has brought the word Rabb. And mashallah, I'm sure you've heard so many times that what is Rabb? Rabb is that being who has brought us from non-existence into existence. And then he's nurtured, nurtured us slowly and gradually and brought us to where we are right now. If we ask ourselves the question that who created us? Who brought us into existence? Who causes our hearts to beat? That is why Hazrat Wala says, Jisne sar baksha, usse sar kashi zeba nahi. That when Allah has blessed us with so many bounties, when Allah has granted us our ears, our hands, our heart, liver, lungs, all functioning, 
how can we then use these very bounties of Allah to violate His commands? It is foolishness. Hence, in our marriages also, what is it that will drive the person? And Mawlana Yunusab used to say that in your marriages, do not go by the book of my rights. Do not go by the book of my rights, and these are my rights. You're not fulfilling this right of mine. And she says, this is my right, and that is my right. Mawlana used to say, go one step further. Go by the book of love, ihsan, and khidmat. That if every single party in that marriage, whether it is the wife, she says that it is, my husband has been so kind to me. In fact, in one hadith sharif it is mentioned, Nabi Kareem Sassam said that I saw many of the inhabitants of Jannah being women folk. The sahabiyat were concerned. They said, Ya Rasulan, in this hadith, تُكْثِرْنَ اللَّعْنِ وَتَكْفُرْنَ الْعَشِيرِ That you have the tendency of cursing. And the second is, you do not appreciate your husbands. So the, the wife says that when my husband has been so kind to me, he's been providing for me for so many years, and he's given me comfort, should I not then show appreciation, and not appreciation, but give love? And in the same manner, the husband says then that when this woman has sacrificed her home, she has sacrificed her parents, she sacrificed that safe space and comfort, and she's given herself over, she sacrificed her body, and she's brought these children into my home, and she's blessed me with these children, should I not be showing love and kindness to her? So Mara used to say, go by the book of love, ihsan, and khidmat, that make khidmat for each other, be there to serve one another, to fulfill the rights of each other. Hazrat used to say, in fact it is the teachings of the Ahlullah, that every husband should consider his wife as his Layla. Consider your wife as your Layla, no matter who she may be. Make shukr that Allah Ta'ala has blessed you. Inshallah Allah Ta'ala will grant much more in the Akhirah. But appreciate that which Allah Ta'ala has granted you. Look at her goodness. Yes, she will have weaknesses and who doesn't have weaknesses? And that is why Allah Ta'ala as mentioned in the Quran and Majid as interceded on behalf of the woman folk وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ فَإِن كَرِهْتُمُوهُنَّ فَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا Allah Ta'ala speaks about the fact that even in those weaknesses there may be goodness for you. To treat them with kindness. And this is what it is all about, حُقُوقُ ibad. Yes indeed in the month of Ramadan we are encouraged to fast, we are encouraged to perform our taraweeh, to wake up for tahajjud. But equally we have to give importance and relevance to the fulfillment of rights of every individual. Whether it's the rights of our wives, whether it's the rights of our neighbors, whether it's the rights of our parents, whether it's the rights of our children. Sometimes you will find a person, and this is very common, that the person, mashallah, in the masjid or outwardly, he appears to be very, very pious. But when he goes home, then there is a completely different picture. Mawainu Sahib used to say that the person in the masjid looks like Bayezid Bustami. But when he enters the masjid, then he enters the, when he enters the home, he enters the home like a military commander. At some World War Three or World War Four is about to commence. In fact, that when the husband is being abused to such an extent that she said that, you know, Monana, when everyone is crying, today, the day my husband has passed away, I'm actually internally, I'm rejoicing because I've been released from this kind of an abuse. Was this the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Or was it that Nabi Kareem sallallahu said, I am the best of all of you when it comes to treating my wives. That love that Rasulullah sallallahu showed and Aisha radiallahu anha mentioned, Lana shamsun walil afaqi shamsun, that we... 
we have got a sun and the horizon has got a sun. وَشَمْسُكُمْ تَطْلُعُ بَعْدَ الْفَجْرِ وَشَمْسُنَا تَطْلُعُ بَعْدَ الْعِشَاءِ That your sun rises after Fajr and our sun rises after Isha when my Nabi enters the home. This is how it should have been. That the women folk look forward to the wife. Rather the women folk look forward to the husband coming home and vice versa. The husbands look forward to coming home because the wife will be an embodiment of love, of comfort, of kindness. For the woman folk, not that the wife is just nagging and nagging. And then of course the husbands also need to focus when the wives give a shopping list. So therefore respected elders and brothers in this few minutes that we've had, we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us this quality of taqwa. And how we can develop this quality of taqwa, the month of Ramadan is a wonderful opportunity to develop the quality of taqwa. Similarly in our locality, find those people who in our opinion have got taqwa. Adopt their company. Allah Ta'ala speaks about that, Ya yulladheena amanu taqullaha wa kunu ma'a sadiqeen. That adopt the company of those people who are, in your opinion, pious. If you keep in their company, inshallah, this quality of taqwa will come into the heart. And similarly, the person continuously makes an effort to restrain himself, turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the marriage, the person realizes that this is a great ni'mah and bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there has to be the ability to restrain, the ability to compromise. And taqwa has to be a very important component in every single marriage. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each and every one of us the ability to develop this quality of taqwa. Unfortunately, time does not allow to continue. But nevertheless, we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us the ability to develop this quality of taqwa. We also make dua that Allah ta'ala alleviates the suffering of the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, particularly in Gaza. May Allah ta'ala have mercy upon them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for a ceasefire to be agreed upon. And may Allah ta'ala bless them with a wonderful, peaceful Ramadan. And may Allah ta'ala grant us all a blessed Ramadan, inshallah. The nikah parties are requested to come forward.